Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to The Art of Charm. I'm Jordan Harbinger. The Art of Charm brings together the best coaches in the industry to teach you guys how to crush it in life, love, and at work. Imagine having a mix of experienced mentors teaching you their expertise, packing decades of research, testing, and tough lessons into a concise curriculum. We've created one of the premier men's lifestyle programs available anywhere, and it's free. This is the show we wish we had a decade ago. This show is about you, and we're here to help you become the best man you can be in every area of your life. Make sure to stay up to date with everything going on here and get some killer free ebooks as well as drills and exercises that'll help you become more charismatic and confident by signing up for the newsletter at theartofcharm.com. If you're new to the show but you want to know more about what we teach here at The Art of Charm, listen to the toolbox at theartofcharmpodcast.com slash toolbox. That's where you'll get the fundamentals of dating and attraction such as body language, eye contact, vocal tonality, all that stuff that's more important than you might think. We've got boot camps running every single month here in California. Details at theartofcharm.com, and I'm looking forward to meeting all of you guys here at The Art of Charm. Enjoy. Hey, guys. Welcome back to Pick Up Podcast. This is the Advanced Toolbox Value episode, and a lot of you guys out here have heard some stuff about this before, and this is the real game-changing stuff. And you guys know I don't usually say that. AJ and I usually stay away from hype and all kinds of drama, but this stuff actually will change your game up completely. And we've heard it numerous times. This is people's favorite part, one of people's favorite parts of the entire boot camp that they take here with the Art of Charm. And so we wanted to give you an introduction to what we call value. And I think it's really, really important that guys understand this, especially what value is with respect to, to guys. Charisma is given a rating as opposed to the traditional 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 rating that people give females on their looks. We've sort of switched it up and we rate people's behavior Basically, we rate their charisma level. And uh, right now, I've got some gin and tonics in studio, of course, and some uh, vodka Red Bulls, because day after Thanksgiving, food hangover has got to get cleared up before we make this happen. So cheers to that, guys, definitely. And uh, I'm very excited about the upcoming year. I mean, I kind of want to take a minute and be thankful here in the Thanksgiving spirit. We are in L.A. now. We've got sun every day. You can't beat that, especially, you know, AJ and I are from Michigan, Johnny's from Pittsburgh, and Alex is from Jersey. We're used to snow right now. I mean, it's November, and it's like <laughs> 70. 70 degrees, so you can't beat that. I'm really thankful for the weather and that we're out here in L.A., but also that we had a chance to expand our business out here and our model out here and make new friends out here and start networking out here. And Fresh off the plane from Europe last month, which was amazing for those of you guys who, who follow a little bit of that, we were in London and Munich, Germany, and also in Hungary for a little sidestep. And then uh, to uh, the Netherlands for you guys. And there's just so much to be thankful for. We don't have all these constraints that a lot of people are worried about in their lives. We don't have the same kind of pressures as a lot of people. And we're able to kind of pave our own our own way and create our own destiny. And all of us here at the Yard of Trauma are really thankful for that. Anyway, guys, we're in studio here with AJ. And Alex and Johnny from the Art of Charm, say hi, guys. Hey. Hi. Yo. Yo. All right. What's and up? <laughs> I just want to jump right into value. I hope everyone does name to voice all right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. 
Alex. Yeah, I'm Alex. That's I'm Alex. AJ. And I'm Johnny. All right. Now that we've got <laughs> yeah. that out of the way, right? We want to get right into value. I want to talk first, though, about what value is not. So what value isn't. And I think it's important to note that value is not demonstrating high value through stories and talking about how much crap you guys have and and bragging and making sure people think that you're cool because of the stuff that you have. And it's it's a huge problem all over the place. And it's especially a problem when guys are starting to learn how to be social. They think they have to impress people. They think they have to convince people to like them at some sort of logical level. And it really ends up blowing up in your face. Well, let's face it. I mean, if you're coming from that six mentality that we're going to be talking about earlier, when you're supplicative and you want people to like you and you want to be accepted, then everything that everyone has is cool to you. Because you want it to to be liked. Right. So it's hard to separate it. Yeah, that's a good point, Johnny. And it's important for guys to realize that even if they are doing this and you say, oh, no, I do that all the time. Well, good. You caught yourself. Now stop doing it. <laughs> and we're going to teach you a little bit more about how to do that in the, the next hour or so here. Value versus this high value stories that you take and versus qualifying is a very fine line. Most people don't recognize the difference. Even when you're telling people. When you're demonstrating high value, when you're telling a story, even if it is 100% bullcrap, a lot of people don't realize the difference. And so that sort of brings up the question, why should we then care about having real value versus just telling people about how high value you are if no one can really tell? I mean, if people can't really tell, if you're such a good liar or you're such a good storyteller, what's the difference and why care? But, I mean, I think at an elite level... There are people who have things like hot cars, they got jets, they got tons of money, they got vacation homes, and they don't really talk about it. Well, I mean, when you start getting good at this and you start meeting people and you start meeting women and you have your – then you start having choices, then you start looking for high-quality women. Right. So uh, while you're looking for high-quality women, for you to be able to get them, you have to start bumping yourself up to be a high-quality man so you'll be looking to move forward. When you're just out there looking for anything, then anything will work. Then running around, telling stories, qualifying yourself, that's all fine. It works just fine. But when you want to start moving up and you want to start creating a quality life for yourself and a quality lifestyle, you have to move up. Yeah, that makes sense because basically if you train yourself to tell awesome stories that are bullshit that you make up in your bedroom or whatever that you get off the internet, you're training yourself – to not be – you're training yourself to be mediocre. You're training yourself to not be able to hang out with the upper echelon of people who actually can back their stuff up and don't talk about it. Because when you go around spouting off all these stories, everyone's bullshit detector starts ringing and they don't want to be around you anymore. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, well, a, this is that's a good what point. most guys in the community get wrong. I mean the DHV revolutionized things for a lot of guys because they thought, okay, now if I get to show her that I'm cool, mm-hmm. she'll be attracted. But – People who are just naturally cool don't go around, go out of their way to show people that they're cool. So instead of working out ways to show that you have value, it's better to just have the value. And you can you can always find it in yourself. And that's what we're going to show you through the mindsets that we're going to talk about later. But it's much easier to just have the value in yourself than talk about it. Because the worst, and everyone knows this because you all d- dealt with that guy. The guy who's full of shit who you just don't even want to be around because right. all he does is qualify and all the time. Like, it's, yeah, it's like you're not sure if you can trust him, and it's also annoying because you're like, dude, we get it. You supposedly have all this cool shit. No one cares. My right. favorite part is like how the cool guy is never the guy that does that no, stuff. No, it's never the guy that does he that. He never talks about it. He's mm-hmm. just cool. Johnny yeah. Johnny always says if you're such a badass, why do you keep talking you about don't have, it? You wouldn't have to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, you wouldn't have to talk about it. Yeah. Your friends will do it for you. Yeah, yeah. Or people will just get it. 
they'll be like, well, Absolutely. something's up with this Comes dude. Through like, the or, as yeah. my mom said, actions speak louder than words. Yeah. <laughs> I'm throwing yeah. that one out exactly. there, actually, right? Too. If you are always acting in a high-value way because you just have value, there's no reason to run around spouting your mouth about well, it. Something Jordan said earlier is he said uh, it can be a game-changer for a lot of guys, Yeah, this value stuff. But it's really a life changer too because it it's like once you start living an interesting life and stuff, you don't have to talk about it and make up stories and stuff anymore. That's just you and then you don't even have to think about it because that's just how you are. Yeah, I think that there's a lot to be said for that. It, it actually changes you at the core level as opposed to putting on another front. Exactly. And, and one thing we do here at The Art of Charm is we always say – this is a subtractive process. The game is sort of an, a subtractive process. In other words, instead mm. of adding layers onto you and, and saying, okay, you've got to add this to your personality. Like you've this, got to add this. That. You've got to do this. We're subtracting the, the bullshit layers. We're subtracting the fronts that you have. We're subtracting these veneers. We're subtracting yeah. these social masks that you guys put on and that we put on as people. And then you become much more authentic and genuine as opposed to layering your personality up so that no one really can get to the real you and maybe disapprove of it. I mean, wouldn't it be nice to not have to worry about what to program into your LED butt look, uh, mm. belt buckle the night before you go out? <laughs> yeah. You know, you could just you know, go out and really be nice yourself. would be nice for me not to worry about It'd that. It'd be a big time saver, too, to have value. I spend at least an hour programming every time I go out. <laughs> Bro, should I put, like, hate to love me or should I put, like, born to ride on this thing? I and don't know, The man, worst part about if you keep DHVing, using DHV stories, right, talking about your, your stripper ex-girlfriend or stories. whatever, yeah, you attract the wrong kind of people with that Exactly. You, you know, totally if you talk do. about, if you just mention casual offhand like oh i was driving my ferrari that i just borrowed from my friend the other day then you're gonna attract like gold digger types yeah. you know the type yeah. of people that you don't want in your life at all right yeah exactly it, it completely backfires an example out here you want people who only like you for those characteristics of course rather than who you actually are a great example out here is guys in la and in, in, in new york really but now that we're out here in la like a lot of guys get value from their possessions and their crap and people often find find like the normal people who don't do that pretty refreshing because it's so rare. And one thing I've noticed here is that gold diggers, they're like, they literally make it their job. And there's an article about this on the pickup podcast blog about how gold diggers literally make it their job to filter in guys who are talking about this type of thing. So yeah. telling these kind of BS stories is a great way to filter the wrong people into your life, which is, you know, obviously a problem because you're trying to get rid of those people, and we'll talk about that later on. While we're on the subject of gold diggers, I just want to mention that blog post is actually telling you how to prevent gold diggers. Yes. Which is good to know how to, yeah. how to get away uh, from that. I was that. hoping it was how to get gold diggers. That's uh, easy. Just tell <laughs> stories about how much crap you have. You need a lot of money have, to get gold diggers. And then spend a lot of money on the <laughs> girls. Yeah. Yeah. Jordan, I'm going to add that the girls here are just as bad as the guys. Oh, when yeah, yeah, they are. They are. Mm, I mean, that's it's true. ridiculous. What was that movie we saw last night? Spread. Spread. Yeah, that was it a definitely good movie. made me think of that because there are people out here who solely get their value exactly from moving up that societal Social scale. ladder. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's really it's weak. Starfuckers, I think it is. Starfuckers. We, we for do example. have a mature rating, so yeah. I can say that. Yeah, you can say that. Starfuckers for for sure, and it's too bad, really, because no, it, what these people don't realize is that nobody cares. They're all putting on a show for each other, and none of them really care. So you end up with this weird loop. Where they have to outdo each other, even though they all probably hate doing it. Mm -hmm. yeah. And so, it, what's great about that is then we can walk in, and the guys are like, "Oh, what kind of car do you drive?" And I'm like, "Ah, oh, I don't have a car. I'm really new in town." And they're just like, "Whoa, you just admitted that? Holy crap!" Well, imagine that all week you have to prepare to go out so you can sh show so and so how cool you are. That's yeah. that's your job yeah. to find something awesome to do this week, so uh, Sheila will know how awesome you are. Yeah. I mean, come on. It, I mean, that's obviously working for somebody else's gratification. <laughs> Which is yeah. funny because celebrities 
ultimately get really attracted to people who don't know who they are yeah. because they're intrigued again. So it's it's the flip side of that, being yeah. like totally adverse to all that stuff. You're just like, ah, I don't even want to talk about it. I don't want to think about that stuff. I just want to live my life. It's really attractive because it's so refreshing out here. Yeah, that's it's interesting. That's very interesting. So in other words, if you want to get a celebrity – Take a boot camp from the art of charm. <laughs> that's the short. That's the short answer. Actually, if you're into that, I could suggest a couple other companies. Yeah. So now that we've thoroughly covered what value is not, let's talk about what value is. What is value? And as we define it, value is how much you think you're worth. And that bears repeating. Value is how much you think you're worth, mm. not how much some arbitrary scale, how much other people agree with your self-perceptions, how much your, you know, your mom thinks you're worth. It has everything to do and only to do with what's going on inside your own head. And we're going to talk a little bit about that later on because that's so important and we really want that to sink in. Well, it's and really hard too because for most people, high school defines them and it's, it's that popularity contest. So in high school, most people get their value externally. Right. It's this huge social pecking order. Everyone's trying to move up the popularity scale. And for most guys listening to this who went through this, after that they think, okay, well, my value is what other people think of me. So I have to be concerned about how my hair looks, how I carry myself at all times, who I'm hanging out with, what I'm doing to make other people happy, when really it's the exact opposite of that. So that's why it's so profound. you got to think about this again. How much you think you're worth? That's a good, that's a good point. I think, when, well, when I was younger... I didn't think I ever deserved stuff that was good, you know, and as in like middle school and high school, hmm. whenever girls liked me, I was like, no, nah, that doesn't make sense because it doesn't mesh with my perception of myself. I was like, that girl, she's just being nice to me or something because, or maybe this is a joke that people are playing on yeah. me that I don't get. Dude. Yeah. I, I had this one time that happened to me in high school, this girl who was like one of the cute girls, you know? Um, she was, we were in Spanish class and she was like flirting with me. Admittedly, it was a little bit uncalibrated kind of flirting because it sounded like she was being sarcastic, but maybe that was just what I thought was going on. She was like, Alex, you're cute. And I'm like, shut up, you know, cause like I thought she was <laughs> making fun of me in front of like her friends or something. Yeah. But it, looking back on it, if I had just been like, well, thanks, you know, and just she totally played it off. It would, I, yeah, I would have been dating uh, like, a hot girl. I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I get that a lot. And how much <laughs> do you think that would have changed your life? Well, I mean. Radically, like right? Now. You would have so, been that yeah. guy. Who if, if I knew girl. that then, heck yeah, dude, yeah, I'd have been like one of the popular kids who peaks in high school. Dude, I, to <laughs> I, know, right? I totally hear that though. Like, I I went to college and I met up with some. We went to Canada, like back in Michigan. That was the thing. You go to Canada, yeah. And a. I went with yeah, a, and I went with my buddy <laughs> went who went to. I went out with my buddy. Went out in a boat with my buddy. All right, <laughs> All right we're done. So we love you, Canada. Yeah, Keep we do. Listening. We yes. do. We love it. And. uh we're in Windsor, obviously, so I saw some random people from high school there. Again, this is after we'd been in college for a year or something. Mm -hmm. And this girl that I never even knew went to our high school, but that I recognized, just vaguely recognized from around town, was like, oh, hey, yeah, oh, you're Jordan. I remember you from, and I'm like, have we met? Oh, no, but, um, you know, this girl, this girl, this girl, and this girl. Like, the, she just listed the hottest chicks in my mm -hmm. high school. They were like, oh, yeah, they always used to talk about you in uh, pottery class. And I was like, what? Oh, ugh. and I was like, oh my god! I <laughs> felt sick up. to felt sick to this my is stomach. In college, right? It's in college. Yeah. I felt sick to my stomach because I was like, oh man, I can only imagine the mean things they were gonna say. Like, I'm like, oh, I don't want to hear this right now. And 
they were she was just like yeah they all had like this crush on you and, and you're oh, just so shy no. and i was like yeah. i was like holy shit this sucks of man. course yeah. had i known if only i'd known right and all of it all of it was the signs were probably all there like i don't remember yeah. but they were probably being nice to me and i probably just assumed that they were like just yeah. being friendly or i rationalized it away somehow others oh, being friendly or they don't really mean it or this is a joke from my football yeah. buddies well, you know this ties, this ties back in with the value because it's all about what you believed was going on right yeah i totally you know? believe like, i believe this girl was making fun of me you believe these girls were just friends with you or whatever or that yeah. you weren't good enough and right. they're so attractive to these girls you and felt was, your own worth was, was lower. much lower yeah it was not enough so i ignored it and i assumed that exactly. i was probably barely dodging being the butt of a joke and let me let me try and tie this up and drink drive this point home so if you drink had this thought, point home yeah let me drive this home if you had thought that you were worthy enough or you were high value enough to be getting that girl you would have got that girl because sure. you would have been higher value hell since yeah. you thought you were higher value hell yeah and but, it would have been proved by the pudding and now all right so right now it's changed a lot because now we're all high value dudes and it's coming from an internal place so we don't go out and say yeah you know i'm uh I'm on Pick a Podcast. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's basically the most popular thing around. Well, like the third time I dropped that, I realized it really wasn't worth much. <laughs> mm. <laughs> so yeah. I was better off talking about my Lamborghini. <laughs> I bet you don't. Well, even, even with like doing have. this coaching that we do now, I'm constantly trying to figure out how to talk about it because it's like I don't want to lie to girls about what I do, but at the yeah. same time, I don't want to get into a conversation about how I'm a dating coach or something. I think it's funny that now we have to sort of fib about what we do so that we don't have to talk about our jobs and make it sound yeah, less I make it cool. sound boring. But come on, semantics are such a turn on. Like Johnny's like, I'm <laughs> I'm a writer, whatever. And girls are like, oh, yeah, you and everybody else. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to be like, I'm a dating coach. And they're like, oh, my God. Which is what happens. Yeah. I so go with Ninja. Ninja. NinjaCheerleaders.com. American Jedi. In theaters this fall. You know, I when I talk about value, everyone chases it because everybody wants to feel good. There's not a person in the world who doesn't wake up and say, somehow today I want to feel good. I want to feel better than I have been. So... You go out and you look for value. So it's the same, and I, and I compare it to a crack dealer, right? Or the crackhead in his relations with the dealer. You wake up, the first thing a crackhead wants in the morning when he wakes up. Like, what do you think that is? Just want hit. He wants crack. He wants to feel good. Crack's going to allow him to feel good. So if you become the guy who's supplying crack to everybody with all these crackheads that want it, you become the Pied Piper. They will constantly be there at your beck and call for you to allow them to feel good. And it's the same thing when you're giving out this value, as we'll talk later about being high value, and one of the things that you were doing is handing it out. And you know what it, makes, what it makes me think of when you're talking about that is in, uh, like, Californication and all these shows where the guy is, like, awesome. getting with all these different girls and whatever. Yeah. He's, they're always like, why can you do this, you know? And they always come back to, like, I want to show each woman how she's special. Like that kind of thing. Like I wanted to make them feel good about who they are. And he's so And bluntly, that's kind of what value is about. He's so bluntly honest too. Because yeah. he's like, listen, you're beautiful. Don't have sex with that guy. That guy sucks. And the, like when the, the oh, girl yeah, pulls up the with last, the fat guy yeah. in the in the com- convertible and he's yelling at this chick. And, he, and he's like, hey, man, take it easy over there. I mean, come on. You know, you can't do any better, but she can. Chill out. And, and the girl's just like, <laughs> what? Yeah. And yeah, the guy's like, no, fuck you. Note the disclaimer on that is There's he usually gets there, decked. Yeah. Yeah. He does get hit in the face in a lot. I'm going to say the first part of that high value, second part of that is the Hank Moody demons where he can never yeah. quite do it right. Yeah, he, well, he can't control his, his he, himself. Yeah, exactly. He can't say, no, I'm not having sex with yeah. you because he just wants it so bad. Yeah. 
Over the last 17 years, we have launched our fair share of online courses, coaching programs, and finding the right platform has always been a challenge. They say if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life. But if you're an entrepreneur, you know the hard work that comes with it. That's why you need Kajabi. Kajabi makes it easy to run your entire online business from one platform so you can focus on what you love, creating. Kajabi is the ultimate all-in-one platform that helps creators and entrepreneurs build successful online businesses by unlocking predictable recurring revenue. No matter your niche, Kajabi makes it easy to turn your skills, passions, and experiences into enriching online courses, exclusive membership sites, subscription podcasts, thriving communities, personalized coaching, and more. The best part? Kajabi doesn't cut into your revenue because everything is owned and controlled by you. So keep 100% of what you earn. And with Kajabi, you also get robust analytics, easy payment options, email marketing tools, and customizable website templates all built in. You don't even need a huge audience to make sustainable income. There are thousands of creators on Kajabi making six and seven figures with less than 50,000 followers. Right now, Kajabi is offering a free 30-day trial to start your business if you go to kajabi.com charm. That's K-A-J-A-B-I dot com slash charm. Go to Kajabi dot com slash charm and join the creators and entrepreneurs who have made over $7 billion. All right, let's get back to the show. Do not mistake the art of charm for something you hang on your wall or bid on. The art of charm starts in your pants, moves to your brain, and into your gut. It's knowing how to get the girl. Get the girl the right way. The way that works. Jordan and AJ will teach you on Game On. Friday nights, 8 to 10 p.m. East. It's live, it's interactive, and it's all about making the most of your abilities to be yourself and get the girl you want. Get the girl. The Art of Charm presents Game On. Fridays, 8 p.m. to 10 p.m. East. Game On. Only on Stars 2, Sirius 108, and XM 139, and on the Sirius XM iPhone app. Why do we care about value, Alex? Like, who cares at all? Who gives a shit? I can still get laid by lying to chicks, so, you know, like, whatever, why, man. Why even bother? Why even bother? <laughs> well, That's let, the devil's advocate, I obviously Let's look at how this works, all right? So we the value scale that we're going to talk about later, it was derived from, okay, so back in the day, we would all talk about that girl's a 10, you know, that girl's an 8, whatever. You know, she's not quite a 10, but whatever. The thing is, there's the scale that is associated with that with 1 to 10. But it's not really 1 to 10. I like when we added the decimal, though. Ten, yeah. Seven and a half. Seven point seven. Yeah, it was really necessary. We did not really add a decimal. That Thank definitely you. has happened on yeah. the internet, but it's, um, it's well, lame. People do add that stuff yeah. to ours, but there is no decimal system. Well, so what them. is that? We're judging women on their their attractiveness, but usually no one ever rates someone below like a, a five. You know, you never you run into dude that was like an HB four. Like it doesn't. You just don't <laughs> do. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, that, that shit is totally four. like a three, man. Yeah, you never hear that. It always starts yeah. at like it starts six. at six. Even the ugliest girl, because you never want to tell a girl to her face that she's like ugly. You know. Yeah. I hope we cut this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, You're right. So we you have don't the want six to, to ten but sometimes scale. Sometimes it just has to be done. It's really like <laughs> six to ten scale. You know. Yeah. Sometimes it's just six to ten. So that's how the women. Uh, that's how we judge women. That's how men used to judge women. You know, attractiveness six sure. to ten. Sure. So. When we look at it, what, how do women judge guys, right? And they would judge them on their personality type because okay. women are always like, well, he has a good personality. It makes up for it a lot. So and we're this saying, totally explains why you see, like, fucking schlubs mm. with hot girls or guys that you perceive to be a schlub. Yeah. And then you meet him and you're like, whoa. That guy's pretty cool. He's cool. Yeah, exactly, because they have high internal value. We have the scale cool. that we developed that goes from 6 to 10 that goes through different value dynamics, as we call them. So this is basically we're shattering now the myth – 
that women judge men on the same criteria as men judge women. So, for example, consider it shattered. If we're looking shattered, it is. So, if we're looking at signs of youth and fertility, or like she's you know super outgoing and fun, mm. that type of stuff, where like this girl's so awesome, she's totally you know hot, high rating, mm. whatever in your own head, she's looking at this guy is. Fun, charismatic. He's got leadership skills. I mean, we'll we'll talk all about these channels yeah. of value later on. Well, here's what I want to say. You know, you were asking me earlier. You said, "So why do I care about value? Why well, do you know, I, care? I can just go out and and uh, you know get girls." Well, let me ask you this question to counter that: Why not just be rich? Why not just get make a ton of money and just be rich? Well, I want to do that too. Well, I mean, yeah. <laughs> but for example, when I was working on Wall Street, we, when when I was living with these guys initially, when I first moved to New York. We met, or rather, I should say, I met a ton of people, a ton of guys, even in my own law firm, who were just loaded to the gills, but they didn't get girls. They were in the same crap as everybody else, if not worse, because they got married to some girl and then she sued him or whatever, yeah, right. and he got half. And so there's there's huge problems with that. And a lot of these guys were asking me, these older like partners at a law firm, how do you how do you keep girls and how you get yeah. girls? You know, I, and I'm like. It's funny how interested they all are when it's, you tell so them what you do now. And of course, they're I'm like, like, "Oh, really? You you know how to you teach people how to get women? Yeah, that's interesting. I'll tell you for a million dollars." But well, think think about it for everyone listening. Everyone knows this guy, the guy who goes to the club and throws his money around, mm-hmm. the guy who gets who gets the bottles and has to dance on the banquets to show goes off the bottles to the club and, in a friggin' suit. And, yeah. My and favorite is always, when they put the sparkler on the bottles, just so yeah. you don't miss it. No, that's the point. It's yeah. like, hey, these guys want a bottle. Every what night up? when he goes out to get girls, his prereq is getting that mm-hmm. bottle because his value is based on external factors, having these possessions. Right. Most guys get that wrong. They think that if they have these possessions, it's going to bring girls into their life because that's how those possessions girls perceive as value. And we're going to explain to you that actually girls can see right through that, especially the girls you want to get with. True. Yeah. Yeah, no, it makes perfect sense. I think, well, rather, I know, there's something we call the Wall Street fallacy. And guys believe that money will make them valuable. But the guys, a lot of the guys at my law firm, and even law school, we knew it back then. They were just going to get that job so they could get the money, so that they could get the girls that they couldn't get in freaking high school. And what they don't know is a lot of the same things that will get you money and get you rich will get you women and you don't need to be rich to get women. So you don't need to waste your time with all that stuff. Yeah. And of course you guys are like, waste your time being rich. What are you talking about? You got to raise kids. Trust me. You don't need to be a workaholic and, you know, do a wall street gig and go to school forever to, to provide for a family. Well, it's the, only the really shallow women that are like, when you ask them what they want in a guy, they're like money. There's, I haven't, <laughs> you know? I've only heard Most a few of girls like, admit sense that. of humor, you know, only girls I know that admit that are girls who are like, yeah, but I'm going to cheat on them with somebody that I love if I can ever find somebody. Yeah. So it's which like is even worse, which is way worse. <laughs> but that just shows you that basically if you could introduce her to the guy that she falls in love with before the guy with a lot of money, it's over. She's going to stick with that guy because mm-hmm. even she knows that she can respond to her emotions. She just wants to find a guy with money because she feels burned by the, her last couple of boyfriends or whatever. But you know, I became aware I wasn't ready to join the real world, so I didn't share the mentalities that many of the other lawyers did, and I discovered this as I worked and I hung out with the guys there, and I thought that was really important because there's a huge difference between a lot of a lot of people and their motivations behind starting a career. A lot of guys don't even need to go to college. They just feel like they have to, and, and mm-hmm. getting money so that you can provide for a family is one of those things you feel like you have to do, but a lot of guys are thinking, well, 
I can't have a family because I want to open up a clothing store and just make a modest living. So I'm never going to. You know what I'm kind of curious about that relates to this? AJ, you were reading that book on happiness, right? And it talks a lot about focusing on the future, what's going to make you happy next, you Mm -hmm. know, like that. Isn't that something to do with kind of like this investment strategy where you're like, I'm going to work for five, I'll put in my time now, not being happy. But what is that? Well, the, the goal is stability. I mean, most women say at base level, they just want stability. They want stability in their man. So you don't want to be that guy who's going from job to job, but you don't have to be rich. Mm. Guys get that confused. They think that as long as I'm making millions, I fulfill, you know, her provider, protector role that she has for me. And all of a sudden women are going to fall at my feet. And it doesn't usually work that way because most guys who have that mindset then end up attracting women that they would rather be pushing away. Oh, besides, I mean, if it's taking you 60, 60 70 hours a week to make that money, she's not going to hang out very long, or she's definitely going to have a man on the side who can definitely take care of her uh, her Emotional emotions. and physical needs. Yes. If you will. <laughs> and we will. <laughs> one thing that I wanted to say, though, is like when you start understanding value, you start seeing people's motivations. Like Johnny was talking about this before with, um, you know, giving out value, what they what someone wants to do to make them feel good. You know, when you start seeing that, you start seeing like these different personas start popping up. You see someone's acting in this sort of way, so you mm. can kind of predict what they're going to do next. Yeah, it's like the core of the matrix. We like once you learn it, yeah, value, seeing the matrix, you can start to bend stuff. You can dodge bullets. <laughs> well, and stuff. Way to steal the great line there. I was totally going for that. <laughs> Were one. you? Yeah. You want to do it? We'll <laughs> no, cut that out. Right. So when people start understand, when you start understanding the people's motivations, you can tell what they're going to do start seeing these different personas pop up and then it's like the matrix you know you can see what's going to happen and what's already happening and what's in motion cool i, I think i might leave that in because it's like it's funny that we both had to we both grabbed we both wanted it. to do it yeah. we both wanted we're, we're both trying to dh it was a good it was a good line <laughs> so everyone wants to say, but you know it's it's a feeling that you can only really understand once it's happened to you yeah once you start, we call it seeing the matrix you know and guys always talk about it they're out at the bar a couple weeks after they take their aoc boot camp and then they're just like hanging out and all of a sudden they start like, holy shit, I can tell what's going on. I know why different people are doing different things. And like you just have this feeling of completeness where you can see the whole bar and know what's going on with everyone. Which is great right. because for it's most nuts. guys, that's when the anxiety disappears. Yeah. Right? When I feel – It's like you're in that flow myself, state. When I feel that I'm getting really anxious is when I feel like so many things are out of my control. And I'm just like, oh my god, I can't take it anymore. It's I need feeling some ever. sort of stability, some sort of control in my life. And when you start to see this matrix of value around you and see people's motivations and see people's emotions more clearly because now you're not looking at things simply from your eyes, you're going to find that it's much easier to get through the world. There's a lot less stress. It's just a lot more fun. That's true. In fact, I used value to help – rather to help save my own life once. I won't go into the whole story. <laughs> that was a DHB spin. Yeah. No, but that's a, I got kidnapped. What that was on the next episode. <laughs> on the next episode of Young and the Restless. Uh, now, what I, that was was an excellent story hook. It was right a story there. hook, yeah. not a DHB spin. Yeah. Get your get your yeah. acronyms. <laughs> you get the rest there. of that in our advanced toolbox storytelling episode, which I'm a guess I me and Jordan are going to be doing. <laughs> that's yeah. true. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. Good. I should tell the whole story there. But basically, anyway. I got kidnapped in Serbia, yeah. and one of the reasons that I was able to get away was because the kidnappers started to like me after a while because I was using the value stuff that we teach you. No way. Yeah, and the guy was like, and they didn't beat me up when they beat up the other guy. They were like, we like you, you're a nice guy. You're just in the wrong place at the wrong time. And it was only because of the stuff. I didn't get, I ended up with crack friends anyway. A lot of people don't know that Jordan's been like kidnapped a couple times. And (laughs) like escaped and like overseas, like been in jail and stuff. Like That's true now that you put it 
that way. Yeah, I mean, I, it wasn't like you did anything illegal. No, it's... I did. <laughs> I, oh, I totally alrighty. did. <laughs> it was I'm an immigration to... violation, all right? It's I'm totally going to check with our legal department if it's you're allowed to say illegal. that. Jordan? Okay, lawyer, yeah, you're right. We should <laughs> lawyer. And then our legal department will talk to our editing department and make sure that doesn't make it on the show. Yeah, right. But yeah. you just have a quick conference call du- about that. Duly noted. Duly yeah. noted. Awesome. <laughs> so okay, we write women six to ten, like you said. We don't actually do that. Where are you out here? Just yeah. so you know, we don't hear. No. Just for clarification, just for the sake of clarity, we don't actually rate women six to ten. But you guys no. have all heard that before. Yeah. I use pie. You, you, you three point one four, yeah, two pie. Well, I always like what Johnny says pie. about radians. <laughs> I always like what Johnny says about um, rating girls. Like when you call her a ten, when you call a girl a ten, then that means she's perfect, and that takes all the power away from you. Oh, and when that, you like, tell now other guys, she, now she's up on a pedestal because she's a ten. Yeah, I mean that's just my whole thing. If you're gonna rate girls, then go ahead and say that she's unattainable because if you put her as that number as your your Debbie God, yeah. then you know, then you can't have her. So well, just quit it. Yeah, Part of the problem ratings, is we never go to 10. You never become right. a 10 in your own mind. Well, right. It's as far as we're concerned, yeah. right? And, like, guys rate girls and they say, oh, a girl's like a 6 or whatever, right? And basically what they're saying is I feel like I would probably be able to get her even if we were just drunk and I had no other choice. If we were naked, I could probably get hard. Yeah. <laughs> That's what And then means. she's like an 8, which means you totally want it, but you'd have to work to get it. I've seen she, you feel like she's at your level. I've seen guys call women in tens, and then when they were able to bag her, they're like, "Well, she was more like a seven point five. <laughs> now, oh, so now that you've had her, well, yeah, it was her funk toe and all the other things she has going wrong. <laughs> Don't yeah, hate on the funk, funk toe. toe. <laughs> Listen, it's not something I can. Jordan, I'm trying to find a girl for you with a funk toe. If you have a funk toe, imagine nine one seven seven two zero forty one zero four. You dropped it. <laughs> Uh, okay. So anyway, talk about yeah, if you have uh, a funk toe, send the pictures to Jordan at the Art of Charm. I love how the, the phones are lighting up like crazy right now. The phones are lighting up like crazy right now, even though we're the not uh, taking callers. Well, well, the the only caveat to what Johnny's saying is I don't want guys then to go around, you know, looking for negatives in women and looking for no. qualities that make her less than a ten, because then you're doing what a lot of other companies think is important to to building up your self-esteem. All we're saying is that nobody's perfect. Share yourself in a genuine way and share that value that you have, your own self-worth, on a daily basis, and you're going to reap a lot of rewards. Absolutely. Mm. You know, one of my favorite sayings I think I've seen in a, either in a T-shirt or on TV or whatever, but I always thought it was funny, and I especially uh, some of the women that I've dated, Ikes. So it's like, you know, just because she's hot, there's always some dude out there who's sick of her shit. <laughs> yeah. like, that's one of my For favorite. every hot girl, there's a dude out there who's sick of her shit. Yeah, know? absolutely. It's one of my faves. That's great. <laughs> or sick of shagging her, as they say in yeah. the UK. Yeah. <laughs> for every hot... For every fit bird, there's a there's a lad who's sick of shaking the piss. Right. <laughs> awesome, that's funny. Before we were talking about how you could perceive yourself to have a lot of value if you have a lot of money. You know, that's a common thing. Guys think that like if they have a lot of money, then they're going to have a lot of value, and then they're going to get the girls. But that's not the case, right? We already said that. When you have high internal value, that is what makes you. Uh, take those opportunities and get yourself into the position of fulfilling your life, uh, you know, feeling fulfilled in your life and making a lot of money Mm. when you have high value internally. When you're leading your life after these principles that we're going to talk about in a little bit, you will take yourself naturally to that point where you're like, 
I am doing the right things that make me fulfilled without women. And then also I'm making money and also I have women. It all comes together yeah. as a result of well, value. The, the point here is it's actually the, the most important currency in all of this is fun. It's giving people yeah. a good time mm-hmm. everywhere you go. And guys get confused because they think money is directly linked to fun. So if they have enough money, then they'll be able to supply enough fun that everyone will want to be around them. And people who have a lot of money know that's not real. Supply enough fun. Yeah. So think about that. Instead, if you just have fun and everyone around you is having fun, you're going to be able to get a lot further than those guys who think that it's their six pack or it's their apartment or it's their job that's rewarding and getting the women. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't want to go too like hippie on you here, but I think the uh, the fun is just an example of having a good vibe. You know, like if you're vibing with what you're doing, you know, you are enjoying what you're doing on some level. You know, or you feel good about what you're doing. Maybe it's not like fun exactly, but it's like you feel fulfilled by it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's something that you like and it gives you positive emotions. Well, I know when I go through as long my as you phone follow that stuff, and I think about people that I want to hang out with, I'm always like, oh man, who did I have a lot of fun with? Who do I know I always have fun around? That's going to be the the people that I usually yeah. reach for and try to hang out with. And it's like that for everyone. I think that's pretty much universal. It's the people who make you feel good, right? So yeah. if you can focus on being a provider of feelings. And raising other people's values and, yeah. and emotions while you're around them, then you're going to get a lot of raising phone calls. their state. Yeah. <laughs> you know, whenever people are around you, you raise their state. One thing that we talk about, and I, maybe I'll just mention it now, is that you know something that a high value person is able to do is like you can take if somebody has like negative emotions, you know, they're feeling bad about something, you can accept that, but you don't have to dwell on that. You don't have to go into that. You know, you can kind of redirect them and help them to feel positive, you know, about their life and what's going on, stuff like that. Right. So this is value in the eyes of a woman. It's being a provider of feelings. It's being a leader Mm -hmm. when called upon. You know, the last thing you want to do is be the passive guy throughout the rest of your life. You're going to have to take control of something at some point. And the more you can do that in in group settings, the the more attractive you're going to be to the women that are around you. This is what I love about pickup podcasts, because it's not like just about the girls. You know, it's not just about the girls. That's for sure. The girls come as a result of having your life together. Yeah. You know, and that's what I love about the guys that listen to pick up podcasts. They always usually get that. I agree with that. I think most of the guys listen, not just to get laid. And I said, not just to get laid. Yeah. Not just to get laid. They want better jobs. They want more friends. They want to expand their social circle. People a lot of times have stuff that they haven't even thought about with their family that they like to get over. Yeah. A lot of times meeting women is like a lower priority reason for guys to or like be, a like, listening to what we're doing. Or you like know? a pretense. Like they're like, eh, you know what? Everything sucks. Well, maybe I'll just get a hot girlfriend. And then they listen to the show. They like I'll just that go way. chase girls. Well, what was yeah. really yeah. cool uh, for me, I forget, it was a few weeks ago I got an email from one of our uh, alums here. And he emailed and basically said that the most surprising part of the, the week-long course for him was how after the course he was able to deal with his family and get through a lot of family a personal story. things. Yeah. And because of that, he didn't even work on the girl stuff, didn't really get to do much of the, you know, fun exercises that we have after the course. But instead, the transformation just from the value alone um, changed his relationship with his family. And he didn't think that was even possible. That's awesome. That's much stronger to me. That's why I'm sitting here more than the guy who's trying to notch another uh, bedpost or throw it up in his Excel spreadsheet. (laughs) Do people keep Excel spreadsheets? Yeah. 
That's people, not a fact. People you know. Alex, I'm going to need a help on my Excel spreadsheet. Yeah. <laughs> he needs double nested Need some graphs going on there. Yeah. I'll set if you up. Could, if you could send me up with a macro, Pie that'd be chart. great. Yeah, we need a quick hotkey for the double nested macro. Wow. Or double nested whatever. <laughs> Yeah, we just we just nerded out there yeah. for a second <laughs> with your eyes closed. Yeah, this is number one eight six plus sub three. She had actually three boobs. What like, I propose totally is a shared Google document, <laughs> so uh, that we can take notes and compare. Uh huh. Can we put that up on <laughs> Pick Up Podcast Forum? We so gotta put, can grab we it. And right. then I know if if anyone that I post to the spreadsheet matches one of yours, then I should probably get tested. Ew, mm. gross. Speaking of which, speaking of which, I need to go do that. Do what, what? Else we got. <laughs> gotta go get tested. Gotta bro. go get some more you know value. I'll talk yo. about this. I'll talk about this. You gotta go get tested. If you are sexually active, you gotta go get tested. This is a PSA from Alex. PSA, Robert. man. The more you know. Yeah, you gotta know. And plus, when you get that clean bill of health, nothing feels better than knowing. You know, yeah, being you like, shower better, I'm clean. you shit well, better, you Next time better. that you're with a girl, you know, and she's like, oh, well, I don't I'm know. Sure. You'd be like, have you been tested? You can ask her that. Mm. And she'll be like, whoa, this guy is sexually responsible. He is safe. It's See, what, totally What awesome. my favorite play was was to frame my test results next to the, the bed. The thing is they don't give you the, the actual thing. Just make In the one. state of California, they, they give you a letter grade so you can post the A outside your bedroom. <laughs> That is so awesome. for anyone who doesn't know, they do that with all the restaurants here. They that put them in is, the windows as ratings. My bedroom has so, passed inspection. I'm totally putting that outside my that bedroom. That is door. so funny. I am totally doing that. That's hysterical. Oh my goodness. All right, let's get back to the good stuff. Well, all right. So where are we going to now? Yeah, <laughs> let's let's just Sorry. take another point here and hit it. No, I, I think so. A lot of guys, you know, thinking mind. back when I was in elementary let's school, just do and the stuff, value scale. Go ahead, yeah, do this. When I was in elementary school, the guys who were like really popular or whatever were friends with everybody. They just didn't care, mm-hmm. and I thought that was kind of important because around high school it became like, oh, is he popular? Or is this just the in crowd who excludes everyone? Because they're setting up yeah, the social Yeah, it's funny. Order. When I think of, like, the homecoming king and I think yeah. of all the yeah. people that were consistently popular in school, they're always just well-liked by everyone. Well, check this out. This is perfect because we always talk about in class how – or I always talk about in class how um, – a seven, you know, is the combative mindset, which we're going to get into later. I've got a male seven. Male, yeah. yeah. A lot of people think of the typical, like, old school alpha male as being he's like actually a seven. A seven yeah. Which is funny. Yeah. Because he's the guy who's big. He's scary. Right. He's aggressive with people. He's tough to deal with. Exactly. He's not a nice guy to deal with. So everyone's scared of him and he would lead people out of fear, but he would still be a leader. Right. Mm. Until we evolved as a species. And now we have, you know, social uh, groups and people make friends and stuff like that. So you don't just have to be the most dominant anymore. You have to be a lot more subtle than that. And so when we talk about the nine who's cooperative, you can actually make more people like you. You know, and there, we were talking about in that movie. We he's talking about you know who would uh, who would win in a fight, Tom from MySpace or Craig from Craigslist, right? Right. You know, he's like, well, Tom has more friends. That's the first thing he says. Right. <laughs> you know, who's going to have more friends? Tom the guy who's really friends. popular and fun, and everyone likes him. The guy who cooperates, he's easy to deal with, and you know, maybe he makes you feel good when you're around him. Mm-hmm. Or the guy who's scary, Craig. Yeah, Craig, Craig from Craigslist. Craig, who's a little bit you know maybe uh, big and aggressive and stuff like that. <laughs> You know, so that guy, the guy who's cooperative is actually going to have more friends and he's going to be more of a leader. He's going to be able to lead more people. Or you could be like Craig and have more weird, weirder yeah. friends. Or you, you, could, you could take up more space. You can show off your muscles and your fake tan. Yeah. And then you can pour your drinks on unsuspecting fools who uh, are around you. I'm going to drop this and maybe we won't, well, maybe we'll edit it, but um, becomeadouchebag.com. Isn't that it? 
Yeah. We found is that this, up? I got is this that, website, becomeadouchebag.com. Is that up at all? There's two posts on it. What is it's, it? It's percolating. It's an it's open loop. Just, just check it out. It's waiting It's I, waiting on WordPress multi-user. Don't it's, worry about it. It's this blog that I found that's got uh, articles on how to be a douchebag and pick up chicks. So you feel free to Sweet. check that out. I like it. Speaking of speaking of back in high school or whatever, like back in elementary school, there was one buddy I had, and he got in, he's a football buddy, and mm-hmm. he got injured, and I was injured too, so I didn't play. I just like became like the film guy, which is so fitting. And he got injured, and he was su- such a badass athlete in like swimming, football, and a bunch of other stuff, and he got hurt. And everyone was like, "Oh my god, I feel so bad." And we were his good friends, who so we were like, "This really sucks," you know. He, he feels like shit. But what happened was he decided that he couldn't do sports anymore, so he was, like, not cool anymore. Not like a good guy. That was where he was getting his value. Yeah, it was all external. So he basically just hung out in his room and, like, didn't hang out anymore and was, like, depressed and stuff. And even if we tried to cheer him up Uh, by hanging out with him. In high school? Yeah. We were like, dude, you know, these girls, now that you have tons of time, you don't have to go to practice. You just start, like, banging out all these girls that love you. (laughs) And he's like, oh, they don't like me anymore, you know, whatever. And I'm like, this sucks, bro, because I'm like, dude, every chick likes you. What are you doing? And he's like, no, I don't know. Well, that's know. the other common fallacy is that it's looks, right? Yeah. That as long as you have your looks together, that you're going to get the girl. Right. Well, and we didn't care about it. He cared about it, and he decided in his own mind that he wasn't cool enough well, to hang so out Well, I have so many anymore. friends who, like, if they're not dressed up, they won't go out. Sure. Now, admittedly, I'm a little bit more loose with this, but part of the Birdo. reason is... Birdo. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Birdo. 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 <laughs> Cheers to you, Birdo. Dude, I got to yeah. shower and do my hair, man. You want to do one of these? Here, you got a Red Bull? 17 I, I can't later. talk and do this at the same time. I got this friend, right? Refill my vodka Red Bull. Yeah. I have this friend, my buddy Adam, and then we wanted to go out one night, but he worked as a painter at the time. So he was in this house painting all day, his painting jeans on. They're all painted up, whatever. And I'm like, hey, dude. Say paint one more time. Forget it. Let's just go out. You know, I just want to go have some drinks with you. Like, I don't care about what anyone else thinks. He's like, no, I dude. Dance. I need to borrow a pair of pants. Like, I can't go out with these pair of pants on because, you know, I can't let him see me like this. And I'm like, dude, it doesn't matter. I had this one time. I was at Coachella, this festival out here in California. And every day I was wearing less clothing. And I was worried about it at And first. eventually you became naked? On the last day, I was wearing just my <laughs> shorts so and, like, yeah. uh, flip-flops. Just really my shorts and flip-flops. There, Jordan. Well, anyway. We have this nudity thing. Yeah, anyway, nudity um, thing. So I just, I was worried about it because, like, I had only, like, two accoutrements. I had, like, my watch on and, like, a bracelet. And then I forgot them. And then I was like, oh, no, like, how can anyone tell that I'm cool because I'm only wearing this pair of shorts, which wasn't even mine. You know, how is anyone going to know who I am as a person? And on that day, I, well, I didn't have any shorts. I forgot to bring them. On that day, I met the hottest girl at that concert and I danced with her all day and we were like hanging out late into the night. We watched Prince play. It was awesome. And uh, I had a lot of fun. I got her phone number and everything. And I was so concerned about how I looked. But then once I stopped caring about it, I had an awesome day. See, this, this is actually what just made me think about this. But really what I find most attractive in, in women is... Things that are fun and excite me, but at the same time, I try not to be a guy that does things that I'm not attracted to personally. Like, I don't like people who qualify a lot, who brag about stuff, talk about stuff. I also don't like guys or people in general who are so concerned about their looks constantly. It's like, oh my God, you you can't go anywhere without being absolutely perfect. So for me, I find those traits in women very attractive. A girl who can just hang out, no makeup, and kick it. And then at the same time, you can go out and get really dressed up and fancy. 
So it's funny. That's how, pretty much how I've lived my life. And for a lot of guys, it's like mm. counterintuitive because they're like, I just have to brag a lot to get a girl. And then I'm like, well, would you really want a girl that bragged a lot to you? No, you'd be turned yeah. off. You'd be turned off. Yeah. Uh, Johnny, you know, who chooses your value then? I mean, I think we touched on this before, but what the hell? I mean, if 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 other people can't really touch us, then who chooses our value? How do we how is that determined? Well, we have to figure out what our value is and what we deserve in life. So you do. So we choose our own value. Yes. Well, no one else can choose it for you. Nope. Not even possible. It's not even possible for somebody else to choose your value. They're going to try to give you value. Check this out. They'll try and assign you a value. How do other people people determine your value? Through watching what you do. Observation. Observation. Through seeing it. So the only way that you can show someone your value is by how you react to stuff, how you interact with your environment. So if you're interacting with everyone in a high-value way, then there's no way you could be low-value. Right. You can't see someone's voice, but you can see their actions. You're innocent until proven guilty. So if you walk in a venue doing high-value things, you're high-value. You and walk that, in a venue yeah. and you're doing low-value behaviors, you're low-value. And that ties so what into... Are, well, what are some examples? Because right now I'm thinking, okay, how, let's make this applicable. What's an example of walking into a venue, high value versus low value? Well, you're going to move into the venue and you're going to do what you need to do to have a good time. You're going to do the things that you want to do to meet people, to have fun. What, you know, the things that you want to do to have a good time. And if you're going to be standing, you know, rapidly going to the bar to get your drink so you can stand against the wall and figure out what's going on and figure out who you're going to talk to. Not looking at anyone in the venue. Yeah, I mean. Not smiling. That's where you go. Yeah, I came out here. I was in a great mood. And now I just, you know, I don't know. And maybe I should have ate earlier. And okay, wow, so for the guys, really good for the guys that are anxious, have anxiety, they don't really know mm-hmm. what they want to do when they go in a venue. They don't really know how they want to get started, but they still want to go out and have a good time and be high value. <laughs> what are examples of high value behavior? A couple things you could do is when you walk in to look everyone in the eye, you know, let them know that you see them. Go over to the bar. If you want to chill out at the bar, uh, you know, smile at people. Smile at whoever's near you and say hi. Just introduce yourself to people. You know, do anything that makes you comfortable. If you're not the most comfortable in a social setting, maybe you don't have to talk to anyone the first time you go out there. If it's a loud bar, just hang out. Just get comfortable. But be smiling and try and enjoy yourself. You know, just try and get comfortable there and move on from there. Right. So the high-value individual has the mindset of he's going to do what he wants to do, and it's all about him having fun and bringing up the people around him. Right. But examples of that are are harder when you're getting started because most guys getting started, let's be honest, don't have that high of a self-worth. They don't yeah. think that they're these women that they're around or these people that are around them are going to like them or that they're attainable. So how do you start working on this stuff right now? Well, one of my favorite exercises that we have people do is just go around giving high fives to people. Go around being like, hey, high five. All right. You know, like you guys are cool. Uh, simple things like that. And if you say it with the right attitude, you know, just like you're happy and fun and you're just trying to go out and have a good time, then people are going to give you high fives. And high five usually is like a, people get excited about that. You know, whenever you give someone they a high like five, high it takes fives. you back. They do. They so, love you know, it. It, it brings your state up immediately. It does. Cause it's and a other fun people thing. state up immediately. Right. Yeah. So when you do that with people, then, uh, they start having fun with you and you know, you see that you created this state in someone else. And that's a great way to recognize your own value or at least start to do that. Well, first thing, I mean, you've got to be smiling is one of the biggest things that you can do to help yourself feel good about being there. If you're not smiling, you're going to get into your head and you're not going to feel so hot. So you got to make sure that's going on and that's going to allow you to feel good about possibly talking to other people. But if that's not going on and you're, you're, you're not, you're not feeling it, your night's over. So 
We always talk about that, like, mind leads the body, right? You know, whatever you believe about a situation is going to influence how you react to it. And then we also talk about the body leads the mind. So there's this book, Emotions Revealed. It's by uh, Paul Ekman, E-K-M-A-N, if anyone wants to check it out. It's the guy from Lie to Me, right? It, it, well, it's who it's based on. Right, right. Yeah. Right. And there's actually, you can see videos of him doing micro-expression training on YouTube. It's crazy. Anyway, I posted on the Pickup Podcast forum. Nice. Check it out. Yeah. Just throw it up in the blog. Yeah, sure. Um, so you, Paul Ekman, right, he did this study of the face, of all the different muscles in your face and what they do and how they make your face look. So he did this study and he found out that if you create an emotional face, there are certain emotions that are pretty universal. And if you do one of these faces, it makes you feel that emotion. So if you make an angry face, like if anyone's listening to this right now, makes like an angry face, you know, you stick out your jaw a little bit, you squint your brow at somebody, you know, you really like snarl a little bit, that's going to make and clench your fists. That makes you angry. It puts you in an angry state. It actually raises your blood pressure and stuff. So if you make yourself smile, on the other hand, try it. You know, you make yourself smile, mm, ridiculous, and then you'll probably start giggling because you're doing something stupid. But if you fight through that, you'll start feeling good. Even like forcing a plastic professional smile will work. If you hold it and you try and be genuine with it. Or how it. about if you yeah. hold a pencil in your mouth? If that... you're just gritting your teeth with your no, brow No, if you try to hold a locked. pencil in your mouth, you will feel yeah. happy. Yeah, yeah, it's that's pretty, a good one. It is dev it's, yeah. it's science. Or do it the other way around. You know, think about something that makes yeah. you feel good and then look at what that smile looks like in the mirror. And then replicate that smile. Yeah, we've got some drills like that actually, and uh, but uh, we've got some exercises. Let's do like the numbers. Let's do yeah. the value numbers. Yeah, let's do that right after the jump. We're here with Ramit Sethi from IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com, New York Times best-selling author of I Will Teach You To Be Rich. It's a great book. You guys heard the interview here earlier on Pickup Podcast. Ramit and I are good friends. He's given us a lot of good business advice, and he's going to give you guys some financial advice right here every week on Pickup Podcast. All right, so now that we've got our credit card stuff handled the past couple weeks, we talked about which cards to get and how to maximize your credit using the Six Commandments of Credit Cards. What are some other hacks we can use to kind of fine-tune our utilization, our usage of credit cards? Sometimes people ask me, how do I get a credit card when I have no credit? It's like this paradox. And the easy way to do that is to get what's called a secured credit card. Go into your bank and ask for a secured credit card. They'll ask for something like $500 collateral. You give them cash, and you'll start building credit. And after six months or 12 months, they'll say, okay, you can graduate to a regular credit card. Now, this doesn't seem sexy, but it's the easiest way to start building credit if you've never had one. It's a lot sexier than not having any credit. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the other thing that you can do is mobilize the credit card's army to work for you. So remember, these credit cards give you a ton of benefits, but mm-hmm. we never take advantage of them. Let's say that you buy something and it breaks and the manufacturer or the store you bought it from refuses to honor it. Okay, Or they hit you with some charge that you don't want. Right. You call up your credit card. You say, I'd like to dispute this charge. Boom. They will instantly credit you the money back, and they will go fight for you. And they almost always crush these merchants. Yeah. They're huge, right? And these merchants, they don't want to – they fight, but they can't compete. And you are the winner. There are strict consumer protection laws. So call up your credit card, and you can dispute a charge if you need to. Excellent. If you guys want more information about managing your money and automating your finances, I know a lot of Pickup Podcast listeners, a ton actually, have been buying this book. Everybody's gotten rave reviews, and even I'm using the stuff in there. The entire AOC team loves this book. You can get the book at any bookstore or Amazon.com, and definitely check out Ramit's blog at IWillTeachYouToBeRich.com. All right, show feedback and guest suggestions. We rely on you guys to help keep our finger on the pulse. So if you know someone who's a good fit for the show, let us know at jordanh at theartofcharm.com. 
boot camp details for our live programs also at theartofcharm.com, and that's where you're going to find links to us on Twitter, Facebook, and other social media as well. If you're listening to this but you're not subscribed in iTunes or Stitcher or something like that, then that needs to change. Getting our shows delivered free to your phone or computer is the best way to make sure you don't miss a thing. You can do that by going to iTunes and searching for the Art of Charm podcast or by going to theartofcharm.com slash iTunes and clicking subscribe. That's really it. And you guys can help us. Subscribe in iTunes and give us a five-star rating. Write something nice and we will love you forever. Just go to iTunes.com slash The Art of Charm and it'll take you right there. When you write us a review, it not only makes us feel proud, but it helps keep us up in the ranks so that other people who can use this information can find the show more easily to get the credible advice that they need. It's also the best way to support the show other than purchasing products and training from us. So tell your friends because the greatest compliment you can give us is a referral to someone else either in person or shared on the web. Now have a great week, go out there and get social, and leave everything better than you found it.